Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and as mentioned, tonight I am joined by Bryant's first prize, Flores. So, um, we are a uh, weekly sports podcast dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. So, without further ado, Flores, um, let's get right into it. I'm going to shoot it over to you to kick us off with your hero or your headline for the week. And as you love to say about the heroes and the headlines, you love when it's local and it doesn't get more local than the 2022 Major League Baseball All-Star Weekend. I guess it's not even a weekend. It's like <laughs> the first two days of the week. It's kind of weird compared to everything else because the NBA is a whole weekend. But it was just a great two days. Pat, you went to the home run. By the way, these like new AirPods. You know what I mean? I love Apple, but damn, they keep falling off every time I'm talking. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was the home run derby that kind of brought everybody back to talking about the home run derby it's just like the dunk contest a lot of the times over the years people have gotten bored of the dunk contest and then there's years people talk about it so when he hit his uh earphone it turned him on mute no you know what happened is somebody called me that's what happens when you're just live on air (laughs) (laughs) no but what i was saying is you were there saw the issues with the time that's what everybody's been talking about is hey i bet on kyle schwarber to advance but Pujols advance because schwarber didn't get an extra home run pat did you see any issues with the clock during the home run derby since you were there and you said that's what you were paying attention to the most (laughs) so um i showed up i'm not gonna lie uh i showed up around six o'clock so I got there when um, it was when Pujols and Schwarber were going up. So I didn't really catch Schwarber. Oh, you missed the intro. You missed the whole fire that they came out to and all that. Yeah, because we got we got a hold of the tickets last minute, and um, we made it down to the stadium. So it was like, all right, cool. Like we're gonna be an hour late, but we're gonna catch the second and third rounds. And that's exactly what happened. We caught the second and final rounds, and it was definitely worth the hassle and the stress of, of getting to the stadium uh, last minute. But Schwarber, not too sure what happened. Uh, the other one, Juan Soto, right? That was the one where the clock was, they counted a home it run. Was, yeah, it was just weird at home, like trying to keep track of it because you thought they were out, the numbers wouldn't change. I don't know. It was, it was a little bit awkward, though, I will say. But... You know, moving beyond the home run, shout out to Rodriguez, is it, from the Mariners, by the way, who just put a stamp out there. His salary this last year, or this year, is going to be like 700 k and he won 750 k in the home run derby, so he pretty much doubled his uh, earnings for this year. But that day was great, and then the All-Star game, how sick was it that Otani just pretty much called his shot, said, I'm coming out here first pitch, I'm swinging, and I'm hitting it did and then he got picked off like first so that was that was pretty like a legendary moment i was gonna ask you um 
do you think that was an asshole thing to do to pick him off in an all-star game? If it was anybody but Kershaw, it would. But it's Kershaw, it's his stadium. It's just a little, you just tip your hat to that. You can't do anything about that. Yeah, so, I mean, going to the Home Run Derby, I mean, that was my first Home Run Derby experience ever. Um, and it did not disappoint, man. Like, we were sitting in behind home plate, and we were not, obviously, we were not going to catch any home runs. Uh, these are, it's a professional home run derby. So there were like little to none foul balls. So there was no chance of us catching a foul ball or anything like that. But to be there and to just like, you're watching from behind home plate and you're just tracking the ball. Like it gets hit and you're just tracking every single one of them. And I loved it. I mean, I enjoyed every single minute of it. I would have liked to possibly have gone back to the all-star game itself, but obviously, you know, we didn't get those tickets. We just got tickets to the home run derby. So I want to give a shout out though, to um, Dodger stadium. I know that they're having issues right now with the workers wanting to go on strike and they're obviously um, not beating, not being treated fairly. However, um, just Dodger stadium in general, when we went, it, it was it was well organized. It was clean. Traffic wasn't too bad getting out of there because we did get in a vehicle and we did drive off the stadium parking lot after the home run derby. So traffic wasn't that bad. And we made it to the shortstop afterwards. So it was a really good LA experience Monday night. And um, even though it was hot, it was hot for <laughs> it. Was, I mean, it was a good baseball game. What can I say? I mean, yeah, it was yeah. a good baseball game, good pitching. But I wanted to ask you, so I just wanted to test your um, your knowledge about these uh, baseball teams, right? So there's a report card that came out for the first half. It's called First Half Grades for All MLB Teams. And it's written by ESPN senior writer David Schoenfeld. And um, there's a bunch of grades from A to F. And there's three teams on this list that received a score of F. So I just wanted to ask you quickly, who do you think those three teams are that got graded F? Uh, the Reds, the Angels, and the Tigers. I'll throw that out there. Tell me at least got one of them. You got one of them. You got the Angels. The Angels were graded F. Um, the Nationals were given a grade of F as well. And the Oakland Athletics. Now, keep in mind, these, this is just one man's opinion. And, you know, he's a senior sports writer and, and you know, all that. So that those are the those are the grades. And it just sucks how two of them are right here in California. Uh, but hope, you know, maybe next year the A's will no longer be in California. They might be in, you know, Las Vegas. So that's that's the first um, baseball related question. 
that uh, I wanted to ask you. The other one that I wanted to ask you was about these reserves. Now, if you listen to the show, you'll, you would have heard Andres complaining that his boys kept getting snubbed, this and that. He listed basically his whole fantasy baseball team. He's like, these guys got snubbed and they should be all-stars, whatnot. But I'm going to name a player and you tell me if they were original or replacement. All right, so let's right, shoot, let, shoot. let's start with the easy one. Uh, Pete Alonzo. The original. Original. Ian Happ. The original. Freddie Freeman. Replacement. Right? Yeah, you're you're so far you're three for three. Tyler Anderson. He was a replacement. Uh, Ryan Helsley from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, replacement, I'm gonna say. No, that's a hard one. He he's an original, but he's like so like intricate. Like you would have think that he was a replacement. Yeah. And last. Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> last but not Mike least. Forgetting that one in the comments, by the way. The what? Shit, Micah, forgetting that one in the comments right now. Yeah, shout out to Micah. Um, so actually, it's funny that you mentioned Micah because um, his mom Rachel is a huge baseball fan, and she's one of my friends from the desert. And she actually travels with her two kids, and they play travel ball around the country, and they're in these youth tournaments. So they're gonna they're they're already good, but once they hit that age to hit the Little League World Series, hopefully we see them on TV. And last but not least, Jake Cronenworth. Uh, original. No, he was a replacement. Uh, he was a replacement. So just a little, um, you know, in honor of Andres not being here. Um, and and uh, Austin Riley, who he was just going to bat for, replacement, but he was in Andres. He did make it. He did make it. So um, those are the headlines and heroes related to the MLB all-star game. Do you have anything further to say about the MLB all-star? No, just shout out uh, Giancarlo Stanton for winning me some money because I've been on the uh, American League. They just, they've won too many in a row. So shout out Stanton for that. What was the, um, what was the payout? Or what it was, was even the money? It was even money. Is it always even money for the all-star game? Pretty much. As you can too, see, too even. <laughs> paying homage. Um, okay, so let's move it along. As promised, as mentioned, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. So let's get right into it. Um, Thursday, the sports entertainment, sticking with baseball floors, it's a double header. So for all you baseball fans that like to watch baseball in the morning, it starts at 10 o'clock here in California. It's the Yankees versus the Astros at 10-10. And then at 3.40, the Yankees play the Astros again. So I'm looking and I'm trying to see who's slated to pitch. And the Yankees have not, the Yankees have not decided. Um, they haven't put out who's pitching tomorrow. But Christian Javier is pitching for the Astros. And Garcia is pitching for the Astros in the second game. Who do you think is going to make it? to 
the American League Championship? Both these teams or just one of these teams? Or who do you think is, is going to be on this? I mean, I'll tell you this much. If the Yankees don't get there with this roster and with this season that they're having and even make it to the World Series, that's going to be just a colossal, colossal disappointment. They had two outfield starters. They have two great players. They got some pitchers. They got, you know, Nestor and obviously they got Cole. So they got some studs. But, my God, if they don't make it to the World Series this year, it's just going to be so freaking disappointing for them. I know last decade, I think, was the the only decade that they haven't won uh, a World Series. So they definitely need a rebound. This is the year for them to do it. The Astros, Verlander, by the way, just having a tremendous season. I know he uh, was booed heavily at the <laughs> All-Star game, but Verlander's a fucking beast, man. So I could definitely see the Astros right back there, too. Shit, I could see the Orioles there. I, I, I don't know right now. It's too <laughs> early to call, and baseball is just too weird. But hopefully it's the Yankees. I'm not going to lie. It's, hey, but, hey, it's funny that you mentioned the Orioles because this is a big week. For the Yankees. I mean, they got a doubleheader tomorrow against the Astros, and then they open up a series on Friday against the Orioles. So, yes, Caesar, correct. Shout out to the Trash Strohs. Um, hopefully, they lose both games against the Yankees. I'm not a Yankees fan, but I'm, I am rooting for anybody that is playing against the Astros. And let's see how the Orioles do this weekend. Let's see how the Orioles do against the Yankees. Let's see if they can keep their winning streak alive. So that's Thursday's entertainment. And then Friday floors, I'm going to shoot it back to you because this is all you right here, the Angels versus the Braves. This is the game that you selected for Friday. So, and the only reason, we obviously have the world champs on one side, but Shohei Otani is pitching. And when Shohei Otani is pitching, you watch that game. Those tickets are expensive as hell if you ever want to go see him. We talked about how much he packed the uh, Florida, the Miami Marlins Stadium uh, compared to what they normally get on like a Tuesday or Wednesday evening. So you get to see Shohei Otani in Atlanta. So different ballpark than what you're used to at Angel Stadium. So let's see. Obviously, he didn't do much in the All-Star game other than that first hit, you know, as opposed to last year where the whole All-Star weekend seemed to be about him. But let's see if he can continue. Everybody talks about he's a better pitcher than a hitter, and he's probably two or three best hitters in the American League as is. So the pitching is where you want to catch him. Yeah, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be good. Um, oh, yeah, so I forgot to mention that Caesar was sitting in the outfield and um, he caught a he caught a ball out there for the home run derby, so that must have been oh, fun. For real, sick! I had tickets uh, the year COVID hit in twenty twenty, right in the outfield, and that was the plan: be there for the home run derby. But then the fucking pandemic hit, and I just took my money back instead. You paid a hefty price, though. You got you got um you got a, a lot of sun that day, so they were out there baking. But you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience. You know, yeah, you gotta. You got to take advantage. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, so um, let's see how Shohei fares against the Braves because the Braves actually do have an all-star lineup. They got a good. They got a good team. So let's see if Shohei can last a few innings on Friday night. So then Saturday is a UFC event. Um, Four fifteen on Saturday is a Fox telecast for all you non-spectrum customers. Uh, you'll be able to watch the Dodgers. 
play the Giants at 4.15 on Fox. So that's pretty much where my attention is going to be. What about you, Flores? Wait, you're talking about Saturday right now? Yeah. For the UFC? Yeah. You might have to be my eyes and ears on this one because I can't pull up the information on my phone. But it is in London, England, the UFC event that we have going on this weekend. And look, I'll just be real. The only reason to watch is Patty Pimblett. He's the up-and-coming rising star. I mean, Chimaev now is too mainstream to be called the underground best-kept secret. So Patty Pimblett kind of has squeezed into that role. He's the he's the guy that I don't know if you've seen him. He just has like this mop of a blonde hair that gets fat. That's kind of what he's famous for. Is he gets fat when he's not training in between <laughs> fights. He gets up to like I don't know 190 pounds or something like that, and then he goes all the way down to like 155 for his fights. And he always shows that little progression of how he loses the weight. That cannot be good for you long term. But he's pulling it off for now. And he's just a stud. He comes from the UK. He has that same Conor McGregor, you know, accent that everybody loves right now. And he's proven it in the ring, too. So it's not the co-main or the main event, but Patty Pimblett is going to be the third main fight on that card. Curtis Blades is the main event. That's uh, one of the heavyweight top contenders. Let's see what he can do. I think he's fighting Aspinall, too. Uh, we have Gustafson fighting on the card, so it's going to be sick, and it's, I think it's going to be early. Like I said, Pat, you're going to have to do my eyes and ears on that, but I think it's <laughs> going to be early because it is in, uh, in London. Yeah, so speaking of the time frame, uh, the preliminaries start at 9 a.m. Um, here in California. The main card starts... Oh, shit. All right. It's even earlier than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coffee and UFC on Saturday. And then the main event starts at the main card starts at 12. So it'll be done just in time to watch the Dodgers play the Giants. Now you were saying how um, I have to be your eyes and ears on this. And as you were talking, I'm just looking, bro. And um, the, the, the main event between Hermanson and Chris Curtis is deadlocked minus 110 for all you betters out there. So it's like a 50-50. They're both minus 110. So, you know, it's a pick them. Um, Curtis Blades is plus 115. And Aspinall is the favorite at minus 135. But wow, my, Blades is the underdog there. Wow. Yeah. So, like, my rule of thumb for UFC is anything plus 200 on the bet or lower, you might as well go with that dude because it's pretty close and you'll win more money if it hits, you know. So that 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 works for me. And then Patty Pim, Pimblet. He's a pretty what big. Is he like minus two sixty or something like that? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's up there. And I'm, I'm a, I might drop fifty to get twenty back on that. That's that's guaranteed right there. Yeah, I so love, I love betting on those favorites. I know I just hate that shit. <laughs> See, the, what trips me out when you guys argue about these bets is like you'll say like I dropped a hundred to win fifteen, and he's like. That's so fucking stupid. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, I dropped 80 on the other guy. I'm like, well, did you win? And That's he's like, why. He's like, no. That's why. <laughs> I want to be that guy on, uh, what is that? That Matt Damon poker movie? Is that Rounders? Yeah. That guy that just goes in and makes enough to pay the rent every month. That's it, just little by little. <laughs> that's all That's all you got to win. You don't want the big hand. You just little by little. Well, then, then the way I put it to him, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, he made $15. Are you going to give him $15 today? 
Exactly, dude. And that was the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? Playing in Wimbledon, that specific example you're talking about, that was on Djokovic uh, to win his quarterfinal match or whatever it may be. Sometimes you just got to do that. Because if you lose the money, then you're losing it to a historic moment. And you're like, oh, shit, that was worth it. Because at least you saw something crazy, even though you lost that fat money. And you'll never forget that. Exactly. Like, even when you're... Whether good or bad. Yeah. When you're 60 years old, you'll be like, dang, I remember that. I remember that. That's the night I lost, you know, 50 <laughs> bucks. You know, so that's Saturday's entertainment. UFC all day, basically. All morning, all day. And then moving along to Sunday, um, a little twist, a little twist of entertainment, um, fantasy baseball style. So we all know that, um, obviously, I'm a Dodger fan. Flores is a Giants fan, and they're playing a four-game series all weekend. And Sunday is game four. It's the finale. It's at 1.10 p.m. here in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. So in, in bringing fantasy baseball into the whole mix, you – get one batter Flores, you draft one batter from the Giants and you draft one starting pitcher from the Giants. I'll draft one starting pitcher from the Dodgers and one batter from the Dodgers. And on Sunday, after the game's over, I'll tally up the points that each player gets in my fantasy baseball league. We'll use my scoring system that we have and uh, we'll see who gets the most points. Whoever gets the most points gets the bold prediction of seven points for our competition that we have with uh, Chauncey, Andres, and myself. So what do you think about that? Um, no, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, in your league, in this fucking fantasy baseball that you love talking about, <laughs> what gets more, a starting pitcher or a reliever, though? Um, a closer? A closer does? Well, a closer can get like 15 points a save, but they have to get the save and they have to get the opportunity yeah. and they have to cash in on the opportunity. So a lot has to happen. Right. Is a, again, you got to be my eyes and ears here. Is Rodon pitching? I don't know if they have them listed because that's why I'm going to go pitching wise if it's if it's available if they show him as a starter in one of the games tomorrow four games there it is fuck it i'm writing it early so rodon um i got to get somebody that's reliable that's going to be there i know Jastrzemski just had a sick ass walk off grand slam before the all-star game um but then he was like benched the next game so with this platoon shit, I think the most reliable giant is going to be Crawford, as usual. You know, now that Buster's gone, I'm going to go with Crawford. Okay. So just to let you know, a Grand Slam in my Fantasy Baseball League is worth 25 points. So if you get a Grand Slam from Crawford, I don't know if I'll be able to catch you. So you got Rodon going, and then you have Crawford going. I'm going to go ahead and draft. Keep it simple. Um, it's kind of hard between Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. I'm just going to go straight up with Mookie because he's on my fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball team. And then my pitcher, and none of the Dodgers have released who's pitching. So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and just go with Julio. Like he's going to, and again, it's, it's four games. There, somebody's going to pitch in those games. Yeah. I mean, I think Julio is going to be healthy. I don't think he's going to be benched. I think he's going to get one of these games. So I'm going to go with Mookie and Julio. So good luck to you, Flores. And for those of you who don't know, 
Um, our bold prediction, each bold prediction is worth seven points. The first to 21 collects beer from the losers. And right now I have seven points. Chance has seven points. Flores and Andres are still at zero because the score just reset two weeks ago. So good luck to you, Flores. And um, the last part of the show, the last segment, is the scumbag of the night. So if you don't follow the show, if you're not familiar with the show, um, our scumbag of the night is the individual responsible for ruining all your sports happiness. They could cost you a bet, cost you a victory in fantasy sports, or they can make the headlines for all the wrong reasons. So, who's your scumbag of the night? Wait, who used to? Who's saying they used to work at Enterprise? Can I join? That's Rico. What up? <laughs> we got everybody in the comments today. Uh, <laughs> who's gonna be my scumbag? Hey, how, how many minutes are we into the show right now? Uh, we got five minutes left. Well, we got like Ooh. four. We got like four minutes. All right. All right, all right. So I'll take half of that time to get at the fucking Gavinator. Gavin Newsom came out. That's my scumbag talking shit about UCLA making their move. So I get it. You know, he's always in campaign mode. But hes I guess he's part of the UC Board of Regents. I don't know if I'm saying that right or whatever it may be. But in an interview, he really talked shit about UCLA and about the lawsuit that is already in the works against them to get them to stay in the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever may have you. I don't know. It's going to be Pac-4 after all these moves <laughs> happen. But by the way, what the fuck kind of shit is it that there's a Big 12 and then there's a Big 10 and that Big 10 adds two more teams? So are they the Big 12 now? Do we have two Big 12s out there? I don't know. they got to change these names before they decide on all that. But shout out to the UC Board of Rejects, by the way, from <laughs> Dean Ads in the comments. But Gavin Newsom is my scumbag for talking shit about UCLA. You don't come at my hometown of Westwood, Gavinator. Well, it's like, bro, like him of all people should understand that the statistics were that UCLA was able to double their potential earnings by joining like five times more. It's insane just how much more money they could be getting. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have just, you know, said, you know, I support them and this and that and all that. But, you know, he wanted to, you know, make headlines or whatever. So, that is, and I'm happy that you're mentioning it because when we discussed UCLA and USC switching conferences, um, you were not on that show. You you were off, so wanted to hear your thoughts on it. So um, that's that's good. So what are your personal thoughts on it? Are you excited or what? Because you're a true fan. No, yeah, I saw I saw I saw a meme of like the UCLA team when they get to Minnesota in December to play a game there, and it's just fucking everybody's frozen coming change of environment uh whether you're playing you know on the road in the midwest the east coast all this stuff opens up so i'm just excited i always i love change i'm always all about change when it comes to sports when it comes to the way that things are perceived with you know since the playoff was instituted in college football i just it, it keeps evolving and i love change yeah i mean you got to get your pac-12 um tournament I'm sorry, your Big Ten 
tournament for March Madness, that that tournament's going to be sick because they're going to be playing against Michigan State. They're going to be playing against Michigan, Ohio State. It's going to be a nice tournament. And we're down to like maybe like two minutes left. So I'll quickly say that my scumbag of the night, it's the Washington Nationals and the Oakland Athletics for flying their all-stars on a commercial flight. All the money in the world. No they put they put Juan Soto on a commercial flight. I don't give a fuck if it was first class. Hey, shout out the Expos, by the way, for turning into the national. <laughs> so I mean, it's like, bro, like, okay, I get it. Like, maybe you know, you put him in first class, unlimited drinks, all you can eat, and you you think that that's good. But to me, it's it's more than that. It's like it's a camaraderie experience. And if you can't, if you don't have more than one player that he can join on a personal flight. Do what the Astros did. The Astros hit up the um, Oakland Athletics, they and they got their pitcher, their all star. They said, "Hey, come with us. Get on our plane. Come with us." Oh, for real? Yeah. So, Dude. so homeboy from oh. Oakland had a true experience. You know, he got to travel with the team and all that instead of like flying first class by yourself next to some guy that you know is a lawyer or whatever, somebody that doesn't even know who you are, maybe. And that's my whole thing. It's not necessarily about the treatment. It's more about the experience that they deprived them of. And those are my two scumbags. You know, I, I just w- wanted to throw that out there. So Juan Soto, you were serenaded in the outfield by Dodger fans. Um, so they were saying future Dodger, and then you got flown out commercial by your team. The writing's on the wall, Juan Soto. LA is where you got to be. We will treat you. We will treat you great. So any Last statements, Flores, before we close up. No, this was here with us throughout the whole live. Uh, everybody listening to this after just shout outs. Like Pat loves to say, you will never be our scumbag. <laughs> yeah, so uh, shout out to Clam Chowder. Shout out to Rachel and Micah. Uh, yes, Rachel, we definitely have to get you and Micah on the show. Um, some baseball knowledge. And Clam Chowder, your season is coming. Football is coming, so we will definitely hit you up. So thank you, everybody, for um, listening, for watching. We will see you next week.